What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, Work 25 Ho, you already know what it is, we're going in this episode, um, talking about a lot of the things that are going on, you know, it seemed like a slow week, then sort of eight of the week, things started picking up, especially news-wise, and I figure, you know, I gotta, uh, I gotta say what's on my mind, uh, to everybody here, so I appreciate everybody listening, uh, to me, we just, uh, you know, just heard yesterday, Black Rob passed away, um, you know, he had health complications, um, you know, been in the hospital. Diddy got called out for not trying to do more. Apparently, Diddy reached out to him. Reports are saying um, we heard Styles P again say um, that, uh, the, you know, hip hop needs to be unionized. Totally a- against that idea. Um, it, it, you know, I think, like I said, you know, I think we could have, you know, if uh, Jeff Bezos all of a sudden wants to pay to be in this unionized hip-hop, is he a part of hip-hop, you know, if you don't pay in this union, the union dues, you know, are you not a part of hip-hop anymore, like if Jay-Z pulled out of this hip-hop union, is he not hip-hop, or if he doesn't want to pay into a union, is Jay-Z not a part of hip-hop, I mean, you know, it's it's just stupid, you can't unionize hip-hop, there's the dumbest thing in spoken, but, um, rest in peace to, you know, Black Rob, we got his music playing in the background, uh, I was always a big fan of his uh, of his music, and um, it's a shame that you know he you know died homeless and you know in the hospital. Fortunately, he was able to say what he had to say about DMX, um, you know, and then a week later, you know, passes away. So you know, we, you know, we keep on losing our titans, um, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's it's just unfortunate. You know, at the same time though, we can't blame Diddy. We can't blame you know you know anybody else, you know, they're, you know, Diddy has his own family, he's got his children, it, you know, he's, you know, he's got his own businesses to run, you know, at the same time, you know, you know, and then the day we're grown, we got to take care of our, you know, we got to take care of each other, it, it, you know, um, you know, I, I, you know, if, you know, if the true report is true, Diddy tried to reach out and Black Rob didn't respond in time or this and that, you know, you know, it's unfortunate, but again, recipes to, um, you know, Black Rob. So we got his music playing in the background, just like last week. We got DMX playing in the background. So you know, honoring uh, Black Rob's life while we're doing the same thing. Um, I told you we're going in this episode. All right. You know, this is an all talk show. Um, as you guys know, you know, we talk about everything here. You know, you know, I have a passion for sports and music and fashion. Um, you know. Um, anticipating the Jordan 4s, UNC colors coming out in a few weeks. I'm definitely going to try to cop those. Um, the Jordan 1s came out yesterday. Um, the moment they sold out, the resale was already $700 for $180 pair of shoes. So, uh, you know, you guys know what I love. Um, but at the same time, though, you know, we got to talk about something serious. You know, over the summer, you guys heard me what I said about um, uh, about the NRA. Um, you know, there was another mass shooting. Um, in Indianapolis, as everybody knows, you know, we got, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, you know, h- higher up peoples in the, in the, in the Sikh, uh, community, um, you know, calling for gun reform. Listen, we didn't, you know, have gun, ref- we don't have gun reforms after Columbine, Sandy Hook, a whole bunch of school children got shot down, uh, you know, um, you know, recently, you know, we had it, you know, in Atlanta, um, yeah, you know, um, you know, mass shooting, Asian community was trying to rise up, get gun, gun uh, control laws. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, um, it's unfortunate. We, you know, we're going to keep it real. Whole bunch of white kids getting gunned down. 
didn't cause gun mm-hmm. reform. You know, you know, people, you know, you know, this, you know, unfortunately, the Sikh community, you know, you know, we're not going to have, this isn't going to cause them for more gun reform. It just isn't, it, it, you know, I know some, you know, some of you might be thinking, well, listen, you know, the Native American community was able to finally get the Washington, you know, that, you know, the team name changed, you know, you know, after George Floyd, maybe it's possible, there's a difference, possible getting, there's a difference between getting a name change and having policy, you know, changed, you know, especially we're, we're, talk, we're talking about guns. I don't see it changing. I don't think this is going to spark anything. I don't think this is going to make anybody rise up and say we need to, you know, change um, our gun control laws, which I would like to see. You know, I'm not anti-gun. I'm not trying to take away guns from people. Um, You know, know, the old saying is, you know, if you're going to, you know, illegal criminal activity, you're going to find a way to get your gun no matter what. And, you know, uh, which is true. Um, at this, you know, we shouldn't make we shouldn't make the the law-abiding citizens um, s- suffer. But s- something's got to get done. Just that, just like saying stand pat and just saying, well, the criminals are going to get theirs anyway. Like that's not a good enough answer. And you know, I don't know what the solution is. Um, I'm not smart enough to come up with the solution or to know what the solution is. But I know doing nothing is not good enough. And I, I hope, you know, well, in my lifetime, we can see something change where this stops happening. You know, people going into, you know, with, you know, into buildings, you know, movie theaters, you know, things of that nature and just shooting random people. You know, I remember talking to Jason, you know, you know, um, in the past uh, after, um, it, you know, with the with the moving shoot, uh, where the guy you know went into the movies and shot up everybody. You know, I was just like, "Yo, we're not safe here in the gym." Someone just come into this gym and start shooting people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't I mean, I, you know, you would think after the insurrection, you know, at the White House, you know, things of like that major. Imagine if a whole bunch of people brought guns at the insurrection. You, you know, like you know, things of that nature. You know. Sounds terrible. Maybe that needed to happen for things to get changed. You, you, you know, shots needed to have been fired at Nancy Pelosi and Mike Pence and Mitch McConnell for things to get changed. Maybe th- then they would have like, yo, yeah, we need to do something. You, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that was that, that what is what needs to happen for these changes to happen. But you need something more catastrophic because if school children getting shot and killed isn't catastrophic, this isn't catastrophic. It's not. You know, uh, we talk about the optics. I don't think the optics was going to, you know, incorporate policies getting changed. Right. It's so we're so flippant to this. You know, I just read an article talking about, you know, what happened with, you know, what happened with George Floyd is going to happen again. We, you know, we're going to lead into uh, what happened to uh, Dante Wright. You know, it's going to happen again. There's going to be another Dante Wright. I said this over the summer. <laughs> There's, we're going to have another one. And look, Dante Wright. Man. And we're still not going to have police reform. You know, she was on the job for 26 years. Maybe the solution is if you're doing that job for 26 years, right? And you haven't moved up and you're, you know, you're still doing that job. You, you, know, you need to retire. You know, this would be a proper progression. Like I said, if you're still doing that job, you know, like, you know, I don't know. You know, just like, you know, you know, you have 
officers, you know, who move up to be a detective, lieutenant, captains. I know not everybody can be a lieutenant, you know, but, you know, you know, I know that everybody can be a detective. You got to pass a, you know, an exam to be a detective and things of that nature. At the same time, though, there has to be a level of progression. And if there's not a level of progression, you have stagnation. And when you have stagnation, right, when you get comfortable and as a police officer, that's like the number one job you can't get comfortable at. As a soldier, you can't get comfortable. You know, being a you know, United States military soldier like I was, um, you can't get comfortable because when you get comfortable, right, mistakes happen. That's why training is so important. You, you, you know, that's why soldiers go out in the field and train for months, two months at a time. You know, you know, I remember right before we deployed um, to Afghanistan, right, we did a month training out in Fort Polk, Louisiana. You know, that, you know, that's why you do all this extensive training. Right before my second deployment, we did a lot of training, learning about, um, you know, uh, about the cultures of the environment that we're um, that we are going to be in at. Uh, you, you know, you know, we had a you know specialized training where, you know, uh, where uh, um, a, a, a soldier came in and he taught us the, uh, the culture of the country that we were going. You know, it training is important, you know, because without that training, you know, you have mistakes happen. And then, like I said, when you do a job too long. You get stagnant, you know, we not stand up on technology, you know, you know, you get stagnant. And this is a perfect example of a stag a stagnation of what happened with, you know, Dante Wright. Now, I'm not saying Dante Wright was the greatest individual. He had warrants out on him. You know, his family said, you know, he might have had uh, mental disabilities, things of that nature. Um, at, at, you know, at the same time, though, right, he didn't deserve that. You know, George Floyd had a criminal history. In fact, he didn't deserve that. You know, and um, I don't know if you guys have been watching a trial with the, uh, with the George Floyd Derek trial, but I've been watching this trial. This whole, that whole trial was a sham. Okay, um, it seemed like uh, Derek Chauvin's uh, lawyer went. Danny, he watched uh, a few Good Men too much and trying to make such a um, an issue of him having a heart condition, and that's why he died. You you mean you know he, you know he had a a grown man with his. Uh, kneecap on his neck you know for you know for over eight minutes and but the heart condition that's what killed him any any other healthy individual would have been able to handle that you know you know like i said i know if the jury gets swayed by this heart condition because um i wouldn't be surprised don't be shocked final arguments on monday don't be shocked if the jury doesn't reach a decision by Wednesday and Derek Chauvin is found now guilty. Like I said all along, I think he's going to get charged for the tax evasion. I think that's going to stick. Um, but I don't think he's I won't be shocked if Chauvin is found not guilty by Wednesday or Thursday. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure this the jury is going to make a decision um by Wednesday, the earliest. I can't see them making a decision later than Wednesday. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't can't see it past Wednesday. And I think Tuesday to deliberate. Um, but like I said, I think by Wednesday or Thursday next week, I think Darren Chauvin is going to be found not guilty. And um, I hope Minnesota braces um, for that. And uh, like I said, that's my take um, on that. I don't know if you get some of you guys saw my Facebook post uh, about Patrice Cullors. Um, uh, you know, she was one of the co-founders of uh, the Black Lives Matter organization. I'm making this clear. Black Lives Matter organization. Apparently, she, uh, you know, she's 
you know, buying up a lot of property in the California area. And, you know, it's funny because I said this all along. What did I say about the Black Lives Matter movement? And that movement, I'm sorry, organization? Like I said, I got to make I got to make I got to be clear. Nothing but a t-shirt company. You know, uh, Rihanna Taylor's mom, you know, called out uh, replica Attica Scott, um, <coughs> you know, and the Black Lives Matter organization for not trying to do more. <coughs> now, some of you, I know what some of you are thinking. Um, listen, she got $12 million, <coughs> you know, um, she wanted some, you know, to, you know, to $12 million, um, you know, uh, you know, against the Louisville, you know, you know, police department, you know, things of that nature, um, <coughs> against Louisville for what happened. <coughs> um, so, you know, what is she complaining about? Um, I, I like the fact that she's calling them out and then I and it doesn't matter if she has $12 million. My voice isn't more important. Um, then, uh, Rihanna Taylor's mom, just cause I don't have $12 million in the bank, you know what I'm saying? And it's also not less important because I don't have $12 million in the bank. Um, so I'm glad she called them out on the hypocrisy. We needed that and props to her for saying that. Um, you know, black lives matter movement. Like I said, they don't want change. You know, apparently black lives matter said, um, uh, organization said that she hasn't received any payments since 2019. Whatever, she still received enough payment where she, you can buy million dollar houses. Let me say that again: houses. So, like they said, the hypocrisy of the movement. The, the worst thing that is going to happen to the Black Lives Matter movement, like I said, and I will say this again, is for the Dante Wrights of the world and the and the George Floyd's and the Breonna Taylors is for them. Right. To stop dying for black people to stop dying by the hands of uh, police officers, you know, and, and things uh, and people who are who do, you know, you know, like Trayvon Martin, who do get attacked you know, and get found not guilty. And not, and I have justice, you know, that, that, you know, for them to start getting justice for them, for this that happening for the police reform, that's going to be the worst thing to happen to the Black Lives Matter organization. You know, like I said. The guy who who was doing the apartheid ends T-shirt, the worst thing that happened for him was apartheid ending, because he can't sell T-shirts anymore, or can't sell propaganda anymore. That's the worst thing that happened to these organizations. So, um, like I said, I, I'm happy they got called out. Again, Black Lives Matter organization, you are nothing but a T-shirt company. Plain and simple. Okay. Um. I don't really want, you know, I, you know, it's, it's hard. I'm a Mets fan, as you guys know. We're transition sort of the sports. We got to talk about the, we got to talk about the New York Mets right now. Um, uh, apparently, um, there's been reports before in the past um, uh, about um, uh, more women complaining, and get, and I guess the staffers uh, were, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, disregarded. Um, uh, David Newman, he's the, uh, uh meds chief and, uh, marketer, um, you know, was, um, accused of, uh, sexual, uh, inappropriate, uh, conduct, uh, and sexual harassment. Um, it, you know, and at the same time though, right, Steve Cohen, apparently he, uh, he's got, you know, he hired a law, a law firm to do an independent, a review uh, of the organization, and then you know Sandy Al- and then Sandy Alderson. Uh, with I, I can't believe what he said. Um, 
you know, he, you know, he was talking about how he doesn't want to get caught up, pretty much got caught up in the uh, cancel culture. Uh, you know, he said, he said this. I, I couldn't believe he said this. Let me try to make a point as strongly as I can. Not every instance involving men and women in the workplace is a capital offense. Every time something happens, it doesn't mean somebody has to be fired. There are a lot of immediate steps that need to be taken, and we've done that in a, a variety of different cases, and have included capital punishment consequences in some cases, but not every uh, case rises to the level of execution. And that's what's happening, I think, is, is happening with these articles. Did you hear what he just said? So he's saying, right, so if women or men are harassed in any way, right, you know, it, you know, it will be tolerated to an extent of where it might not be as bad as what it appears to be. If you're harassed, Sandy Alderson, that is bad. If you make a toxic environment for other women, especially this is what seems is going on in the Mets organization right now, they need to go. Especially when there's been multiple complaints about the issue. They need to go, Sandy. How Sandy Alderson has a job today after that statement is beyond me. And believe me, yo, the Mets offense isn't that great. And the Mets bullpen is atrocious this year. So this is act like he's doing a great executive job this year because he really isn't. Okay. Right. J Jacob DeGrom almost lost the game where he struck out nine people in a row. Okay. And had 14 strikeouts and he still would have been on the hook for the loss. Okay. So let's pump the brakes. So before we start, you know, Laudis, Sandy Alderson, all the great moves he's done. Really hasn't done great moves since he's been back being uh, president of the organization. Like I said, over some of the should have hired Theo Epstein uh, once he retired from the Cubs. That's what they should have hired as a team president, not Sandy Alderson. Uh, but anyway, right back to the message at hand. Sandy, what Sandy Alderson said was egregious. Mina Kimes called him out on uh, ESPN, which which she should have. And I'm glad someone called him out. Sandy Allison, to me, after that statement, Steve Cohen said, that doesn't represent us, right? Complaints we're going to take seriously, right? And if we find out them to be true, right, heavily true, at the same time, though, that person needs to go. Now, if, you know, obviously, I'm not, we're not saying every statement is true, but it sounds like what's going on with the Mets organization, with... Uh, the former uh, GM before Mickey Calloway sounds like they have a culture of hating women. Okay, yeah, I said it, hating women, not respecting women. Okay, in in any shape or form, kind of like what was going on in the Washington Football Team organization. Uh, you know, under under uh, Ann Snyder. Okay, so yeah, so the culture needs to get changed over at the New York Mets, and you need to clean house. Okay. And, you know, acting this whole flippant attitude from um, from Sandy Alderson. Listen, I understand that. Listen, and I'm a big part of this, too. Uh, you know, I think the cancel culture sometimes goes too far, but sometimes it doesn't go far enough. It's, you know, just because other instances you can make an argument that, the oh, you know, cancel this, cancel that. Get rid of this person. Get rid of that person. You know. Can some of that get misconstrued and go overboard? Absolutely. But at the same time, though, when you have a toxic work environment and when you're and when Sandy Alderson says that and he's the president of your organization of uh, especially you know, baseball organizations and you say that 
you kind of make it to believe, well, you know what? Yeah, they do have a problem over at the Mets organization. You know, and like I said, you know, I love the New York Mets. That's my favorite team out of all my favorite sports teams is the New York Mets. And I have an unhealthy obsession with the New York Mets. At the same time, though, you know, you know, I, you know, obviously I'm still going to support the, uh, the, you know, watching the games is what not. But it's like I said before, it's kind of like with the Black Lives Matter organization. I'm not for the organization, but I'm for the movement. Um, at the same time, though, I'm for watching the baseball players because the baseball players, you know, as of right now, none of them have been accused of harassing uh, women. Um, you know, we, you know, before in the past, you know, Jose uh, Reyes, uh, you know, we, you know, we find him because my baby moms loved Jose Reyes, you know, until, you know, you know, he, you know, about until, you know, claims of, uh, you know, um, when he hit his wife and the Mets brought him back, you, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you can't be forgiven, you know, for your actions, right? Cause we love a comeback story at the same time though, right? Especially if you're in an organization and, you're, and you've had multiple complaints about you sexually harassing women, right? You shouldn't get hired again. You, you sh- you, I'm, that, that's no, you, you can't have that. You can't have that. You know, you know, it, it just, you just can't have that. So if you do the, like I told my son yesterday, right? If you do the right thing, you may or may not get rewarded. You do the wrong thing, you should, you know, you're never going to get rewarded. Um, you know, so I, I hope the Mets get their act together. And, you know, I, and I hope Sandy Alderson puts out a statement today, re-clarifying his statements, because I thought what he said was uh, egregious and um, why Steve Cohen hasn't said anything yet is beyond me. Steve Cohen should have come out with a media statement with about about what Sandy Alderson said. And Steve Cohen needs to come to the carpet and he needs to get called out. Do you stand by what Sandy Alderson just said? You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, uh, March, you hired a law firm to investigate the Mets workplace culture. And then at the same time, Sandy Alderson says this. So this is tolerated. Right. So we're, so it's like there's a level degree of sexual harassment and innuendo is OK, but harassment is not innuendos and harassment. It's the same thing and it shouldn't be tolerated. At all. There's not levels of sexual harassment. Okay? It's harassment. Innuendos are not, it's harassment. And it shouldn't be allowed, especially in a sports organization, it shouldn't be allowed in any organization whatsoever. And I hope the Mets clean up their act. And it's, it sounds like it should start with getting rid of Sandy Alderson. Okay? Um, saying in the sports, we had um, boxing, Jake Paul and Ben Askren. You know, I you would think I would not want to talk about this only because, you know, the trailer organization is getting some steam. Um, you know, I mean, they're actually putting on these fights. I wish boxing, real boxing would put on fights. I'm going to call this real boxing. You got a YouTuber versus an MMA star. I saw the I saw the knockout. I, I was shocked Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren. I, you know, I was when I saw the I, you know, I got the uh, notification. I was like, Askren must have taken a dive. Uh, but no, that shot looked legit. Um, you know, he was knocked the hell out. Um, ben Askren was, and I didn't think that was possible. Now, apparently, you know, Jake Paul's been calling out Nate Diaz and um, um, 
Floyd Mayweather, you know, that was supposed to happen, but, I'll, you know, I don't think that's ever going to happen, the Floyd Mayweather thing. Um, Nate Diaz, it could happen, you, you know. If Nate Diaz is focused, I think he'll destroy uh, uh, Jake Paul. But remember, like, he fights at 155, you know, Jake Paul's like around 180 pounds. So I don't know how that's going to work, um, you know. Um, is Nate Diaz going to gain a whole bunch of weight? And he's already like, you know, skinny fat. So, I mean, so I don't know how that would work. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. They, like I said, it seemed legit, the knockout. So we'll see what happens with Jake Paul. It's entertaining. Um, speaking it up entertaining. The Mike Tyson on Holyfield won't happen. I talked about that over the summer. The, I mean, Holyfield said that uh, Mike Tyson got out of him and the money wasn't right. Then Mike Tyson was saying uh, Triller wasn't giving them the, his money that he was due. Not due, but he, he wanted a certain amount of money. Triller didn't want to pay. Vanna Holyfield said Tyson didn't want to up the money in this and that nature. So this is what I think. I think you, th you could either see all statements are BS or it's all true. So what I think really happened was... Um, Mike Tyson, you know, said, you know, a certain amount was supposed to go to Holyfield and the split, because usually there's a split, um, in the purchase. Um, Holyfield probably didn't like the split of what was being offered to Holyfield. And at the same time, Triller didn't want to pay Mike Tyson what he wanted. So that's why I, so I think all three statements is, is possibly true. Triller wanted to pay Mike certain or much. And Mike Dino and Mike wants more. At the same time, though, Tyson offered Holyfield a certain percentage of the split. And I don't think Holyfield liked the offer of the split. So I think all three statements are true. I'm happy this fight isn't going because I said all along it was BS. Um, you know, what we do want to see is the Fury Joshua fight. Apparently... It's on board. It's um, uh, uh, it's supposed to be in Saudi Arabia um, this summer. Um, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen Tyson Fury on Instagram. He's looking good. He's got he's looked trim. I don't know if that's a good thing. You saw, you know, he gained a whole bunch of weight um, uh, for the Deontay Wilder fight, and that seemed to work to his advantage. Whether or not him, you know, cutting down. Um, you know, being more trim is a good idea against Anthony Joshua, who's a physical specimen. I don't know if that I think he should do what he did before and just go in there at 200 and, you know, you know, you know, 270 pounds. I think that's a good idea to fight Anthony Joshua like that. You know, if he goes in there trying to weigh, you know, 250, you know, 245, I, I think he'll be too lean. I know it's crazy. I think, you know, I think he'll be too lean for that fight against Anthony Joshua. And I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I, yeah, I, I think he needs that stored energy, gaining some weight. You know, I don't think he needs to be shredded. Um, you know, him being extremely shredded. I don't think necessarily that's a good idea. Um, and I think that'll be, and, I, and that will play to Anthony Joshua's advantage. And I think he'll be able to use those power shots and Joshua, I'm sorry, and uh, I think Joshua will be using the power shots and Fury will be able to break down um, even more so. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully the fight happens. Um, it, you know, apparently they can't get the details right about Saudi Arabia. You would think the fight would be in England, 
Uh, but you see what, you know, you know, especially with coronavirus cases going, you know, up and up, especially in Europe, that might not be the best idea. You know, uh, Fury loves Las Vegas. Um, but for some reason, the fight not might maybe happen, you know, it maybe it, it could happen in Vegas, but Saudi Arabia has been agreed on just the terms of the agreement. Has it been agreed on boxing? Is that, it's just that it's that ultra complicated sports. You have two promotions, you got egos, you know, it's, it's like a, it's a three part thing. You know, that's why the UFC, you know, that's why UFC does well. These guys all fight under one promotion. Dana White runs it all. You know, you get the fights you want to see. If you don't get the fights, Dana White says, y'all forget you, yo. You know, on to the next one. You know, I'll, I'll get someone else to fight somebody else. You know, um, and that's what usually happens with uh, MMA. So I hope boxing, please get this fight. Hopefully this summer, please get that fight. You know what I'm saying? Before UFC does something really big. I think Nagano and John Jones are going to fight this summer. So if you're boxing, you definitely want to get that fight going around summertime. You know, because you know Nagano and John Jones are going to fight. You know, I don't want to, I don't think anybody wants to see, I don't want to see Nagano versus uh, Derek Lewis. You know, both guys are, you know, Nagano's not a champion. You know, Derek Lewis has been knocking people out. I don't want to see that fight. John Jones, Nagano, let's go. UFC probably is heavily going to make that happen unless John Jones does something stupid. And I hope John Jones doesn't do anything stupid because I don't think Francis Nagano will do anything stupid. But, I can, but John Jones, he's a wild child, and we, I can see him doing something stupid. And the best thing for John Jones is to be fighting. Plain and simple, that's the best thing for John Jones is to be fighting. Okay. Uh, last thing I want to talk about today, um, you know, um, I bit the bullet. I got, I saw the movie Nobody. Um, you know what? I liked it. My, you know, I talked to Landon yesterday. He's like, yo, dad, it looks like John Wick. And I like, I, I didn't get the John Wick vibe. John Wick, like, takes itself, like, really serious. You know, and the smart thing for no, the movie Nobody was it didn't take itself serious. That was the smart thing um, about the movie. It didn't take itself serious. So if you haven't seen it, you know, some of you guys, you know, you might be waiting. You don't want to pay $19.99. Got it. You know, um, you don't want to take that L. I, you, you'll wait for it to go on, uh, you know, the, the man or be able to rent it. I, I got it. Um, you know, if that's what you want to do, you know, I, I'm totally on board. I understand. I've done that with certain movies, you know, for the longest time. Like, I didn't see the It movie because I was waiting for that to be on, to rent it for $6.99. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I'm totally on board with that. Um, it was really good. Um, I, I enjoyed it uh, a lot. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, awesome movie. Everybody kept on hyping me up about Godzilla and, and uh, versus King Kong. What a fraud that movie was. Obviously, this movie was expensive because we know we talked about over the summer how movies are done in three acts, right? And this was a three-act movie. And how they transitioned to the axe was so galactically stupid. You know what we don't see ever in a King Kong movie? We never see King Kong being shackled. But all of a sudden, they always jump cut to King Kong being shackled. You, you know what I'm saying? And it's, just, it's almost like a trope for a King Kong movie. We're going to shackle King Kong. But we don't see him being <coughs> uh, shackled ever. You know? And they, you know, and, and, and they, what they, they pulled a Wonder Woman because how Wonder Woman had two openings, the Godzilla and King Kong, 
had two endings, and it was like, and also, they pulled the Family Guy, you know our Family Guy has the A story and the B story, right, so this movie had like a B story to it, and the B story, they tried to, the only reason why they had a B story is the tie-in, I think, to the second ending, you know, where uh, Godzilla and, and uh, King Kong team up together to go against the robot. Now, I don't know if this whole movie was just to get Millie Bobby Brown into this movie. If that was the point of this movie, for them to have two endings, to, just to put her in this movie. Um, it didn't make the movie better with her in this movie. You could have cut her in that Beast Story movie out of this of that movie. Now, granted, it probably would have been an hour and 15 minute long movie if you cut both of them out. It probably could have been an hour movie if you cut both of them out. Um, but it was like they were trying to pull a fast one. Right. And the people who really don't understand movies. Right. They don't understand you were they just pulled a fast one on you. You know, you know, maybe it was a reason why they didn't wait for the release it in the summertime and they, were, and they went straight to HBO Max. You know, obviously, you know, Warner Brothers um, sold a lot of movies to HBO Max and, or, or, you know, whatever the deal was. I don't know the type of head, you know, um, know what the deal was. But uh, majority of the movies went to HBO Max. Um, like I said, we're going to have The Matrix and we're going to have uh, um, Mortal Kombat next weekend. I'm scared to watch that movie because the previews have looked good. But it's, I'm still paranoid to watch that movie. Um, but, um, you know, I think I'm going to bite the bullet and check it out. Um, but, um, it was a fraud movie, you know, I think it was really that expensive because they stuck to three acts, three locations, and I think the transition to this, uh, I mean, the whole premise of the King Kong thing, it's just stupid, and I, you know, I almost feel bad for watching that movie because it was a complete waste of time. Um, I don't even think it was, it wasn't even entertaining, it, 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 you know, it wasn't entertaining, at all, it was a big CG mess. It was corny, especially the ending. You know the whole, um, you know when they had them in that in that building. You know at the end, uh, he signs home. You know it was just it was just a cornball, a, a cornball movie. And you know you know you know if you if you enjoyed it, you enjoyed it. Me personally, I thought it was cornball. Um. You know, um, that's my take on that movie. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I really thought it was cornball. But um, uh, other than that, um, you know, usually, you know, usually I am with motivation. Uh, I don't, I don't know if this is necessarily motivation. Um, I will say this so it's a reminder. You know, and we, we said this, and I said this earlier about, um, you know, let me, uh, about what happened with, you know. With, you know, with Dante Wright, and um, you, you know, I had to re remind my son again, you know, because over the summer I grilled him constantly, what to look for with the cops, and you know how to, you know, you know how to spot a, you know, you know a cop, an unmarked cop car, and things of that nature. Uh, you know, I had to remind Landon again, um, and the reason why I had to remind Landon because you know, if, you know, if somebody's, you know, this is terrible. You know, you're teaching your son, blah, 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 this and that. Look what happened to Dante Wright. Tried to run away from the cops. And what happened to him? Got shot, right? And crashed. He could have killed other people. Could have killed other police officers from that cop shooting him. 
you know, um, it, it's a tragedy, you know, and it's even more of a tragedy that I have to keep on reminding my son. And I, you know, and I even said, Landon, I know you're light enough to pass. I literally had to tell my son this. And, you, you know, the pass as white to clarify to him just because I don't think he, I don't know if he knew what I meant when I said you're light enough to pass. But I said, Landon, when you, they get close to you, Landon, they're going to know you're black. Dante Wright. He wasn't that dark. He was about as light as Landon, maybe a shade darker than Landon, my son. It, it, you know, but I saw the remind Landon. You know, you, you do what the cops say. You know what I'm saying? And then you call me or your mom. And I said, I will always have your back. I will always defend you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you do something stupid, you need that tough love, you're going to get that tough love. But other than that, you know, Landon, if you don't do anything stupid and you're stuck in a bad situation, you might help, Landon, I will help you. You know? And, you know, I don't think it matters if you are black or white or, or whatever your nationality is. Uh, whatever you know, culture you're a part of, you know, you know, especially nowadays, I think we need to remind our children uh, um, that we love them and that we have their back. And I think we also need to remind them in this, uh, you know, we got the, the, with the TikTok, Instagram, you know, Gen Z generation, where you know people, you know haphazardly post a video and to become famous. Now, I'm not saying some people, you know, don't have a team around them. Um, at the same time, though, sometimes you get haphazardly famous and all of a sudden, now you start blowing up. Now you feel like you're responsible, you know? And, you know, and these kids think, oh, it's just that easy. For some, it was that easy. Some of it was an accident. And some of them, they work hard to be to where they are, you know, like we've talked about, you know, in the past. And, you know, consumerism, um, I do admit, you know me, I'm a part of the consumerism, you know, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not apologetic of that. Um, that's why I say be great at everything, you know, have the best of everything. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, at the same time, like I said before in the past, don't put something in a position where you can't afford nothing and be completely broke. That's not worth it either. You know, you know, leave a lasting legacy um, at the same time. You know, um, but we do have to remind our children that we do love them um, and that um, that we care for them. Because, um, like I said, it's easy to get caught up with all uh, oh, this person got so many likes. Don't worry about the likes. Worry about the love you get, the real love. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about the hate and don't worry about the likes. You know what I'm saying? Worry about the love. You know, and that, you know, and, you know, and, and, and that's what, uh, you know, you know, that's my mentality, you know, right now. Worry about the love. Because um, you ain't getting that love. Then between the like love, you ain't getting that love, man. Or you ain't showing love. You're not going to get that love in return. So make sure, especially with our children, you know, it's, you know, um, we should show them that love. And we got to let them know we have their back. And at the same time. Teaching them to do the right thing. That's love. You know what I'm saying? Because if they gonna, ain't going to learn from you, they're going to learn it elsewhere. <clears throat> so, you want them learning it from you. Yeah, you know. And if you don't know how to love, you need to do some self-reflection. Especially if you have children. You need to start doing some self-reflection. 
and you need to figure it out. Because if you don't know how to love, your kids are going to get that love elsewhere. And you might not like a way to get that love from. Right. It is Rock 25. Chill with the craziness. Be great at everything.